February 26th through March 4th is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. If you or someone you know is battling with food or body image issues, visit the National Eating Disorder Association's website at nationaleatingdisorders.org. Again, it's National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So for more information, visit nationaleatingdisorders.org. Welcome to GT Radio, the original Geek Therapy Podcast on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. We are your weekly celebration of geek culture and mental health. I'm Jose Cardona with Lauren Keller. What up? Laura Taylor. Hey. And Ali Matu. Good morning. Good evening, everyone. And and that's it. Ali, take it over. Hey, so we <laughs> are doing, I think, the first episode that is coming out of an episode of GT Radio. And this is going to be our Steven Bomb episode. We are doing a deep dive into Steven Universe. Uh, so if you don't know about Steven Universe, it is a cartoon on Cartoon Network created by Rebecca Sugar. This Woo. is a show, the first ever cartoon on Cartoon Network created by a woman. So awesome for that. And um, it's a show that came out, um, I believe, in 2013. There are 140 episodes of it. Um, each episode is 10 minutes. So we're doing a spoiler alert right front and center saying um, we are going to spoil the show. We're going to get caught up to the most recent episode that aired just um, a little over a month ago. So if you haven't seen Steven Universe, please check it out as Laura and Josue, or no, not Laura, but as Lauren and Josue made me, um, they made me kind of agree, or they made uh, Laura and I agree to just watch a few episodes and we got hooked and that's how this episode came to be. So if you haven't seen Steven Universe, go check it out, only 10 minutes per episode, and then come back and listen to this episode. And I wanted to get this conversation started by hearing um, your stories about how you all became a fan of Steven Universe. Uh, Josue, I think you've been, uh, you and Lauren have probably been watching the show the longest, so I'd love to start with both of you and hear more about how you discovered Steven Universe. Okay, well, I started watching since they started airing because I was already a fan of Rebecca Sugar's work and a big Adventure Time watcher, which is uh, a show that she was a storyboard artist on. Um, so I was, I was already on board <laughs> before the Steven train even left the Steven tracks. I don't follow my own metaphor <laughs> here, Steven but Station. I <laughs> love <Station>. Steven Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so you've been a fan since before the show even came out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I remember seeing, um some some early stuff online that was like the uh the original pilot before pearl and garnet um got a change to the way that they look which is uh pretty cool how many years ago was that that would have been in in 2013 probably a couple months before it aired i don't remember when it started specifically but yeah so it's been five years of steven universe okay heck yeah I wasn't an uh, an Adventure Time fan, but but the FOMO is real. Like I, I saw a lot of uh, Steven Universe love on Twitter, and then it was just one of those things where like I'm gonna, I gotta watch it, I gotta watch it. And I think it's when it finally appeared on Hulu that it came up as a suggested thing that I might like, which it, it very much is considering the, the other stuff that I that I usually watch. So I started and I never stopped. 
And Josue, you mentioned, um, I think last week about anime and how much you love anime. Um, was that something that kind of drew you into Steven Universe? How, um, um, just how much it integrates those different genres? Well, um, it definitely, like I told you in a, in a text recently this week, it definitely, uh, hits a lot of my anime sensibilities. Like a lot of things I like anime for are definitely uh, a part of the show. Um, the show is is like, it's crazy and it's colorful and it's wild and people have powers and like anything is possible. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura, you and I both became fans from GT Radio, I guess, from that episode we did. Um. Josue has been bugging me to watch this show for years. For years. Years. <laughs> years. Um, and I finally had uh, some time to be like, you know, maybe I'll give Steven Universe a try. And I have um, a friend that went to Comic-Con in San Diego with me and my wife this summer. And she was all about the Steven Universe and kept trying to get us to um, watch Steven Universe. In fact... One morning, we decided we were going to have breakfast together and make pancakes, and she insisted on us watching Together Breakfast before we made pancakes. Yes, Together Breakfast. Yes. So we had Together Breakfast and had all the stuff for the Together Breakfast, all the whipped cream, and it, yeah, it was so good. Yes. Oh you, you had Together Breakfast out of context. Like, you hadn't watched the show then, right? No, I'd watched the episode. Just oh, that okay. episode. Just that episode and then did it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was I thought you cool. were going to say you became a fan because you made a deal online. No. A pact. No? No, that's all Lee. That's all Lee. <laughs> that's oh, me. Yeah. was one-sided. <laughs> I just needed that push, that extra push to actually watch it. Because I knew it was something I would like. Yeah, I would say I had a similar experience as Laura. Um not just with you all on the show and agreeing to like watch 10 episodes, but it's uh, it gets so much love on the internet and I heard a little bit about it, but when um, Josue, you said like it's only 10 minutes and Lauren, you said how much it um, really highlights emotions and emotional <laughs> intelligence. Those two things uh, really convinced me to watch the show, especially because so much of the stuff I, I've been watching has been like very dramatic and like dark and like dystopia and all of that. Steven Universe, just diving into a few episodes of it was just such a breath of fresh air um, and such a big contrast between the last show I've been watching, which was Rick and Morty, which I love the show but it it dives into some like uh, tough stuff, and the fandom online has been really um, not the most positive recently. And to just dive into this show and the music and um, just the lessons and the colors and also the amazing fandom was just so refreshing. So I kind of want to that kind of gets me to um, the first big question I want to talk to you all about, which is. Um, this show strikes such a chord with so many people, and people love it so deeply. And here on Geek Therapy, we talk a lot about uh, why media matter. So I want to ask all of you, uh, why does Steven Universe matter to you? And I, I want to start with you, Lauren. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is going to be a really long podcast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be our three-hour-long Steven Bob. <laughs> uh, I... I love Steven Universe. Um, there are many, many, many reasons that it it matters to me, but I think 
having a character that is emotionally intelligent, that does care about how people feel and expresses that in in really beautiful ways is is super important to me from the perspective of, you know, this is a kid's show and I want those to be the kinds of things that kids are, are picking up on. But I also love that uh, it's... Uh, especially in the beginning, it's a story about like just sort of a weird little boy and these three powerful space goddesses. And <laughs> I I loved that. And I loved that it's kind of queer and mm-hmm. and, and mm. that these these, you know, beautiful alien women have just been on Earth doing their own thing for a couple thousand years. And, and <laughs> it just... Oh, and the music is so good, and uh, I, I like pink, and so the art palette is is very enjoyable for me. It's I, I the jokes are good. I, I love it. I love it so much. There's there's not an episode that hasn't made me have feelings. I love that you're talking about well, basically like every aspect of the show. But the first thing you said was most emotionally intelligent, and it it the, so much of the show is about Stephen discovering emotions, understanding them, how they impact people. It's not just about, it doesn't just show emotions, but it also shows how Stephen is understanding them. Well, it's also sort of the thrust of the show is that emotions are powerful and it's something that we should be paying attention to. Like Stephen's powers all connect to his emotional state. And, you know, you can take that from the fantasy magical boy side or you can take that from like the metaphor of like being aware of and in control of your emotions is a powerful thing. And and recognizing that struggle in other people is also an incredibly powerful thing. And, and that's the stuff that really connects with me. Hmm. So, Josue, <laughs> <laughs> why does Steven Universe matter to you? Being a fan now for years, it's um, and I'm curious how you guys are going to answer this because it's it's still so new to you. But having it around for years, it's become it's tied for my favorite show with Doctor Who at the moment. Mm. And wow, at 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 the most simple um, level, it's that it makes me feel good. Like I can mm. watch the show if I'm not feeling okay, I can go and watch that show, and I know that any episode that I watch of Steven Universe, I'm going to feel better. Almost immediately, the moment the 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 intro song starts, and th- I mean that's a very like uh, subjective <laughs> uh, answer to it. But uh, I think it's also very surprising to me. It, it it surprises me all the time. There are things that you don't expect, and things that you would expect from media in general never happen. Mm. Like there's never been an episode where anybody makes fun of Greg for having his tan lines showing out outside of his uh, shirt, <laughs> right? And no one um, treats Lars differently because he has gauges in his ears. Mm. And no one says anything to Steven about wearing a pink shirt and pink flip-flops all the time. Things that would be a PSA episode, you know, in, in, a, in a, a popular television show, these things, they, they don't matter. And, and they, don't, they don't come up and... Like it is a very queer show, and there's so many female characters, and gender. Like there's barely any discussion about gender because mm. these are powerful people, and and they have adventures and they have feelings, and that's what matters. It doesn't matter, th- like these issues of identity and things like that. They don't come up in the typical sense that you would see in media. Mm. It's very 
it is about how a person feels and how they identify in a in a very unique way, not in categories that we usually see uh, portrayed in media. And and in that sense, I feel that it's very like I like that the people on the show, the humans, are more real than the humans that you see in most TV shows. Hmm. Like people are overweight, people have weird fitting clothes, people have hair that isn't all like nice styled and like it doesn't look like everybody just got a haircut and, and did got their makeup done you know they all look like real people and beach city looks like a it feels like a real place with with quirky characters mm-hmm. and like i had to think about that in particular i'm not thinking about that necessarily that's not why i watch it but it's something that i really appreciate about it i know a couple of friends of mine that teach like cartooning and how to draw comics to kids and they've mentioned that since steven universe They've noticed that their students draw a lot more different body types because of the show. Wow. And it's really cool. Oh, yeah. oh I love yeah. that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josue, there's so much you mentioned there that speaks to themes we always talk about here on Geek Therapy, both how this makes you feel and how media matters in in that aspect and how this show brings you so much joy. And then also um, the range of representation here. Uh, we were talking about representation of chubby characters last week, and especially in video games, and how that's lacking. And you see so much, so many body types here on the show. There's um, so many characters and so many accents, so many different ways to be. Um, I'm a little curious. What do you think it is about the show that that brings you joy? Well, the fact that it's a it's a sci-fi space opera super drama, and it's also about a kid who like. Live, who lost his mom mm. and has uh, three caretakers that don't really know what they're doing and a dad that doesn't want to like be too too much <laughs> but still loves his son so it's about relationships but it's also about magic and 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 aliens and interdimensional travel and space gates and superpowers <laughs> and so I mean it, it's, it has everything that I love <laughs> and right. it's quirky it's so quirky um, I don't know I, I really love that and it is super bright you know there is something about you know that there this is something that has been researched right the the effects that colors have on us and while to a certain extent there are things that are um, very subjective about um, the effect that, that color has on on feelings and and, and just mood. But there are some that seem to be like uh, culturally universal, right? It depends on the on the culture. But um, this is a this is an, uh, like a a Western television show made in a very very bright palette, um, and it's supposed to represent an upbeat uh, feeling, you know, um, throughout. That's that's very obvious. Yeah, and things like that. I mean, I like I like all of those things. <laughs> so they all <laughs> they all bring me joy. They all bring me joy. Laura, you and I have been sort of get, sharing our comments on our Slack group as we've been watching the show. So I'm, I'm kind of dying to hear your perspective on this. So um, why does Steven Universe matter to you? Um, something that's been interesting watching this show. I knew I was going to like this show. Um, I I don't know if Josue knew how much it was resonate with me when he kept bugging me to watch it. But um, as a queer woman i love seeing all the queer representation in the show also having lost my mom when i was younger not as young as steven obviously i i got to know my mom but um and having a single dad and other people 
in my life helping raise me. Um, I saw myself in Steven a lot. Um, and there were some episodes that were harder for me to watch than others. But even those episodes had a joyful kind of resolution to them. Um, so it was very um, interesting to as I'm going like, oh, that happened to me. That's a, that's a normal thing that happens to people. And these are things that I, throughout my life, and even things I was learning about myself through my schooling and, and my graduate work, learning about counseling, um, that I'm like, they're getting it right. They're, they're mm-hmm. getting the human experience right. And everyone's experience is different, but there's a breadth of experiences that, that are on, represented on this show. I I just want to copy and paste everything you all said. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, cheating. I know. It's not fair. I'll Let's just say that. D, the answer is all of the above. Um, for me, what I love about this show so much is that overall theme of um, it's good to feel. And I, I think if I was... 10 years younger, I would identify with certain characters. And if I was 20 years younger, I would identify with other characters. And um, where it is now, um, for me, it's just so much seeing Steven's relationships to these different people, especially Greg, his dad. Um, Oh, man, it it gets me every time. Greg and Steven, um, they're just so great. Um, And how greg is is doesn't really understand all the gem stuff but he's he's there and he's validating and he helps steven and he wants to um see steven grow and um and how much um as as a as someone who identifies as male and as someone who grew up often with this belief that um, boys don't cry, to just see how powerful tears are here in this show and how they're a sign of of strength and of discovery and of connection as opposed to a sign of weakness, that is really moving for me. Like I, I, I think it's such an ama- amazing thing that this show exists and um, people of all ages can watch this show now because... I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't grow up with anime. I didn't really watch a lot of anime. I watched mostly American cartoons and American live action stuff, and there was nothing like this. Nothing like Steven Universe for me when I was growing up. So I, I think that's that's. It's just so powerful. Just how much the show is about feeling feelings, um, and I love that. You know, there's a lot of things that I relate to um, Steven with uh, in particular. Uh, but I think that the reason why it's my favorite show and the reason why Doctor Who is tied with my favorite show is that both characters are fascinated by everything. Nothing is yeah, too totally. mundane, right? Like they see like everything is special. And, you know, Ali, you make fun of me because you say I like everything. Right? <laughs> you do. And, and <laughs> Except stuff I love, which you tend not to like. Yeah, and I mean, and and in general, I feel like that. I'm like, man, like it doesn't matter if somebody else is it thinks that something is cool. I I, w- I want to see it and I want to check it out. And I find myself, and I've always found myself more than most, being super interested in in things that other people weren't interested in. And I would like to think that that one way of putting that is like I see a a beauty in things that maybe other people don't see. And 
Doctor Who and and Steven Universe are the or the Doctor from Doctor Who are the, are the two characters that I see that I've seen do that the most, and it'd be a a part of their. It's not something that they did one time and they said. It's something that's so core to their character. Like Stephen is so excited to go on an adventure or meet somebody new or see a new place or try something different, and and I love that. And I think I think that that's probably one of the bigger reasons why why definitely why it became. Again, one of my favorite shows. It's it's easy to feel joy watching Steven Universe when Steven spends so much time embodying that that emotional state and finding it even when he's not in that emotional state. And it it works on so many levels too. Um, the character of Steven, um, that first episode, which I love so much because I love Cookie Cat. I love I really love it's Cookie a pet Cat. for your tummy. <laughs> What's Cookie Cat? He's super duper <laughs> yummy. I don't remember Persuade. that. He, he left his family behind. <laughs> a refugee of an interstellar war, and now he's at your local grocery store. Um, Not anymore. No, it's so sad. <laughs> so sad. Um, so uh, from that first episode, you're you're you are discovering um, this whole world and how it works, just like Stephen is. So it, it works on that way, but it's also Stephen is sort of figuring out who he is and growing up and uh, it, it just it works on so many levels and just the the core strengths of Stephen and what he represents that that love of discovery of understanding and the kindness and Stephen's empathy I, I oh my gosh uh, some of the episodes that most move me are the ones where I start out and I'm like man onion is so annoying and <laughs> And then, like, Stephen finds this moment of empathy, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Stephen is right. I feel so bad for not liking Onion. I've had had so many of those moments where um, Stephen is, like, the ultimate uh, therapist, where he's so able to connect and understand people. Um, it's, It's just so beautiful. I'm kind of wondering, are there um, other characters... We've talked a little bit about Steven. Are there other characters you all really identify with and and really find yourself caring a lot about? I just realized as we're having this conversation, there's a lot of self-discovery here on this this episode. Um, I've told you the past that that, uh, Peridot is my favorite gem. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just realized... surprised me when I was a few episodes in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. now I totally make it totally makes sense. But I just realized, like, oh, like she is, she's everything that I just described to you about why Stephen and the Doctor are my favorite characters. Mm. Like, she's like, I discovered art. Like, I have this like new it's device, and I didn't it's know not what art. it is. It's meat morphs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But she's like so excited of this this new world, and she's really learning to love it and appreciate it. And then Lapis is like like my Ali, right? Uh, and it's like, no, like, look, it's it's wonderful. You're just you're just not seeing it. Like, look, we can we can enjoy this. <laughs> but I I think I think that's definitely why Peridot is my is my favorite. I, I just I mean I hadn't thought about that before, but I I think that's what it is. I love to see her discovering and loving all of these new things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like Lapis too much because she's just too much of a reflection of me. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess that's it, Jose. I don't think you're like Lapis, but you're you're you are to me what Lapis is. Oh, it's a paradox. <laughs> Got it. Lara, what's your uh besides Steven, who are some of the characters that really resonate with you? I'm trying I'm trying to like 
I see myself most in in Steven, but I consistently have been like Amethyst is my favorite. Um, <laughs> she's the best. She's your spirit animal. She well, she's my spirit. She's my spirit animal. But I started spirit thinking Jen about Husway. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I really like Garnet too, but yes. um, because of what she represents um, and that whole aspect of of that, but. Um, Amethyst, I I keep thinking about why do I like her so much? And she reminds me so much of the best friends that I've had throughout my life. Mm. Like the fun, like aloof, kind of grumpy, but also like party person. Like, yeah, yeah. Moody, but party, but like cool. Yeah, that that's my friends. That's my friends. <laughs> um, and who I've always kind of seen myself drawn to. Um, in in the closest friendships I've had in my life, um, and so uh, yeah, I think that's why Amethyst has always been like my go-to. She's just so cool. Do you still hate Pearl? Yes. What? Wow, really? 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 Yes. really? <laughs> I throughout the entire like there was. <sighs> see, I don't. I don't know. And even with knowing all the stuff that happened to her and everything, I can have empathy for that. But I'm also like, you need to figure your stuff out. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to figure your stuff out. Um, I think one of the things that like solidify, I can, I can hold grudges in my life. I'm just saying. And uh, when she decided to like trick Garnet into fusing with her. Oh. I was like, oh no. And the way she treats Greg, even though there's a reason behind that, the way she treats Greg throughout the show, I'm like, no, nope, not okay. Nope. <laughs> See, I didn't like Pearl a lot either for the uh, for the beginning of the show, but that changed with Mr. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> That episode really changed things for me where I was like, oh, like that's how she sees what happened to her that like Rose chose Greg over her. And then when you learn more about Pearls and the cast system and what mm-hmm. the gem homeworld represents and how Pearls are are basically just these like um, decorative type of like slaves, um, I, was, I really felt um, like I understood Pearl much more. Yeah, I think toward the end it was more of a like neutral stance rather than an active like <laughs> I really don't like her. But in the beginning she was so annoying and then when she started doing things that like felt like like brainwashing Connie almost mm. and um then tricking Garnet into and and then like I said treating Greg the way she did because she felt like Rose Quartz chose him over her and did uh feeling slighted like that you've had i mean we're going full spoilers steven's 14 you have had 14 years that you've stuck around and and maybe could have had a conversation i mean Mm. the show is all about talking to people about what's going on um and it takes steven to kind of kind of have that conversation for them so yeah yeah they both love him, and he loves both of them. Yep. <laughs> Lauren, what about you? Uh, I love say? Pearl. How dare you all? <laughs> <laughs> Pearl is so tragic. 
Pearl has had the shittiest time on Earth of everybody, including mm. the people who have been born on Earth. Mm. She, you said it's been 14 years since the woman she was like literally, I will give up my life for you mm-hmm. anytime you ask. They were together on Earth for, for four thousand yeah. years. That's Fourteen true. years is not that long to to grieve in, no. in comparison to that. You still aren't reasons to like a person. Yeah. No, <laughs> like you can still talk to people and, and try and figure things oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I and not well, treat well, Amethyst, who's my favorite, like <laughs> crap. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, because she she's can be a jerk. She, yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, but I think that she's you know other than Stephen, who like obviously. The show is about him and his sort of coming coming of age m- magic boy life, but I think Pearl has shown the most character growth mm. throughout the show. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to compare to like Peridot and Lapis um, and Steven, but and yeah, I mean even and Amethyst. Steven. Amethyst has had a lot of character growth as well, but but the difference in the way that Pearl interacted with Greg in the earlier episodes compared to after um, Mr. Greg, Mr. Greg and how yeah. they interact with each other then, and there's really this sort of understanding. And uh, it's easy to blame, you know, the several thousand year olds alien for not addressing her beef with Greg, but. Greg was pretty avoidant to that conversation, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it definitely, they needed Stephen to sort of put them in a situation where they had to finally address their their grief over losing Rose and, and what led up to that, that loss. And uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, three gems and a baby. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when when like and keep in mind that my theories were like as the episodes were coming out, mm-hmm. but several episodes and I'm like, if Stephen dies, does he turn into Stephen or does he turn into Rose? Mm. And then like I don't know, two and a half years later, they did they did an episode where Pearl's basically like, oh. Let's kill him. <laughs> he just he just needs to be put into his gem state, and then this weird human, gross human baby will turn into the woman I love and our leader and the person who gives my entire life purpose. Right? That'll be cool, guys. Right? And then it's like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe not. This is what Rose chose, and I have to respect that, even though it breaks my heart. And I think that that shows like such a strength of character that even though she can be a jerk and even though she has the hardest time sort of acclimating to living in in Beach City and being a crystal gem uh, with Steven instead of Rose and how, how much that change has had to be for her. I, I, I'm constantly impressed with Pearl and I hope I she keeps growing. I do have growing. to say... The episode where she kind of lets loose. I can't remember what the name of that one is. Where, where they she... go into the concert? Yes. 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 That one. I love that episode I, so I, much. I, I loved that episode. Yeah. yeah. That was the, I was like, I like this Pearl. Like, even when she's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, oh, yeah. I still her, liked it. I, I liked her it. throwing the fit after the cops and pulling off her pants. Just like, I can't wear these. I'm not cool. Oh. She was trying so hard. <laughs> and then getting the phone number and not realizing it. <laughs> well, yeah. And- also, she totally has a type. 
Oh, yeah. she totally has a type. Uh, Lauren, would you say uh, Pearl is your favorite outside of Steve? I don't. I I don't even. That is such a hard question to ask me, honestly, because seriously, it depends on the episode who my favorite is. I, I love Connie. I think Connie yes. and Greg as our like main human cast is is like. They're fantastic. I love how they have changed and grown. I I know, Ollie, you're a dad, so I know you connect a lot on the dad stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't have the best dad, and um, it's really touching to see how how caring and sensitive Greg is to Steven. And even when he's like, holy shit, I do not understand this (laughs) gem stuff. And also, Pearl, do not kidnap my son into space. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, don't do that. That's not nice. You're grounded. (laughs) Um, That made so much more sense after realizing that the three of them actually kidnapped Steven. Right. Yes. (laughs) Right? Right? That extra context is, please, please do not kidnap my son again. Um, But I I love both of them. I love Sapphire and Ruby and Mm. the relationships that they they represent and and who they are as Garnet. I love Stevani as um, a canonically non-binary character who mm. goes by mm-hmm. they them pronouns on a on a cartoon network like yes. how friggin rad is that i love yes. that um i love onion and his gang of uh <laughs> weird <laughs> summer summer friends uh. i love mr smiley at the arcade i love the the frybo family frybo is terrifying but i love frybo too <laughs> i love sadie and lars um lars, i really i really sadie. love sadie and i really love how lars has uh had kind of the craziest life in like the last couple of episodes yes. he went from being like donut boy to um he's also kind of a a magical boy on his own coming mm-hmm. of age adventure, even though he is older than Steven. He's a so. zombie space captain now. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he stole his shit. Zombie. He avoided getting blown up by, well, mostly avoided getting blown up by laser things. And uh, he, yeah, he's, he's brave. He's so brave now. And still secretly in love with Sadie. Oh, of course. Oh, God. Yeah, I just I love I love this show so much and there there is something in in every character that is really speaks to me and I feel like I can connect with and empathize with which I think is so important. Um I mean, oh gosh, what's Oh, I'm forgetting the mailman's name. Oh. The one who was in love with Garnet. And <laughs> right, and and uh, does and the, the play? Actor. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I like I like that character, and and how he he's sort of you know like so many people who love the show and obsess over it and obsess over Garnet and her being like, uh, no thanks, I'm already in a relationship. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> it's really it's cute and makes me laugh. No one has said my favorite character yet. Uh, Lion. I love Lion. I love Lion I, I mean, so I much. I mean, I even like even like the the you know the bad characters like Peridot before she became a crystal gem and and Jasper, big buff Cheeto Puff. I love her. Mayor <laughs> um, Dewey. Mayor Dewey. Centipedal. Oh, yeah, who doesn't like Centipedal? 
Guys, you're literally saying every character I, on the show. You haven't mentioned sour cream, but sour cream is also one of my stop. favorites. Uh, Mayor Dewey's son, Buck Dewey. Right. He's, he, he's so cool. He's like fatally cool. The Pizza Girls. Kofi. Literally, yeah. they're just going down a list of I'm just, everything. There's barely anybody left. <laughs> Beach City's not very large. <laughs> no, it's you haven't not. mentioned the diamonds. Wait, uh, who's the um, who's the keep Beach City weird guy? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. He's pretty cool too. Yeah, and we we, we haven't <laughs> even gotten to all the fusions. <laughs> we could talk about sugar oh, yeah. light. See, that would be an easier question. Is you know, Smoky who's your favorite? Quartz. Your favorite Smoky quartz. Oh, oh man, gosh, it's, well, it's a hard question to pick favorites. There's so much to love about all of the characters, even the the flawed, awful ones. There, there is something to be precious gems, something <laughs> to be treasured about all of them. And Josue, this gets back to what you were saying: is how many of these characters are so fleshed out. And uh, Lauren, you were saying there's something you can see in all of these characters, and I think that that is such a testament to um, to the uh, what are they called? The Crooniverse? Um Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the the, uh, the team behind this how much humanity and how much um how much like true experience they put into all of these characters i know the rebecca sugar modeled steven after her real life brother steven and sort of turned up the dial on some of his qualities um and how much they came together to uh, take similar perspectives with, with some of the other characters they've developed. And for anyone who hasn't um, yet checked out, the official Steven Universe podcast is really great and dives into um, interviews with a lot of the people behind the scenes. And I want to talk about behind the scenes, too, because I I waited until I'd finished binge-watching the show over the last couple of months to look up any information about it. But once I did... I was so struck by the diversity of the talent behind the scenes. Um, I had no idea. I mean, there is a uh, there are a lot of people of color who voice uh, these characters. Especially, there's a lot of Asian Americans who are involved in the show, and just to see that kind of representation um, on the show, uh, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, or I should say, some of the characters too, that has been so wonderful to see that. It is. It's really great. I, they pick really cool people to be voices, and the the animation animations are great. The storyboarding teams are fantastic. Rebecca Sugar and and her brother Stephen Sugar are amazing. They are they are a super team. <laughs> so I'm, I want to ask you all another very difficult question here, um, because there are so many. Um, what would you say is one of your favorite episodes which uh, shows some type of psychology principle, some type of mental health representation? What what episode really, if you had to pick one, which is the one that you would say really emphasizes a point really well? Um, Lauren, I, I kind of want to start with you here. I don't, I don't want to go first. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to flip it over to Laura. Um... So when I was thinking about this question that you you posed on the Slack, I was like, what am I going to pick? There are so many good episodes. And I love all of the episodes that have to deal with Steven trying to discover his mom. But even with my, because I resonate with those the most. Uh, But that's not 
the episode on any of the episodes I'm going to pick. Um, I really liked the episode Keystone Motel. Um, oh, yes. And oh, yeah. The, so I brought up earlier the the pearl tricking Garnet into fusing and just watching because Garnet is the embodiment of a relationship and how a relationship can fall apart if there's no communication. Um, and it really takes like Steven, an outside person getting hurt by what is going on between the two of them. Um, and th- that it's a, that he gets hurt and then they follow him and then try to make him feel better and then talk to each other. And that it's okay for two people in a relationship to disagree about, how to handle a situation that has hurt both of them, um, whether it's between each other or an outside source. Um, And then watching the process of like realizing I could have done something differently. No, wait, I could have done something differently. And then coming together. um, I really like all the episodes where you get to see Pearl or not Pearl, the uh, Garnet, uh, split up into Ruby and Sapphire um, and watching like you get a glimpse of what's going inside going on inside Garnet's head mm. and it's kind of it's kind of fun that is a really good answer <laughs> this is this is a really tough question even to ask because like I, I mean I I kind of agree with everything you said and I'm like why isn't why didn't I choose that episode uh, so wait, let's go over to you. What's what episode? I have a you feeling do? you're gonna feel like that with all the episodes. I think so. I think so. That's a problem with this show. I love I love everything about it. Josue, speaking of loving everything, Josue, what would you say? Uh, so I think that every episode has something in it, mm-hmm. and that, that's not my cop out answer. Oh, oh, okay, but to prove <laughs> my point, uh, I was rewatching the show when you guys started rewatching because I got I got excited again. I was like, let me start from the beginning. And but I wasn't like trying to watch the whole thing uh, to catch up with you guys. So the last episode I saw before you posted this question on the Slack was episode thirty-eight, the test. I was like, to prove oh, my point wow. that almost any any episode, which I've flirted with the idea of doing an entire podcast where we do like our geek therapy spiel on every episode of of Steven Universe. Yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. There have been uh, in conversations in the past. But, right, to prove my point, I was on ep- episode 30. It was the last one I had seen. But then I was like, I feel like watching another episode. Then watch the next one. And then the next one, which is 39, <laughs> is Future Vision. So oh, I was like, oh, yeah, yes. no, let me talk about Future Vision yes. instead. <laughs> 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 Proving my point that any episode uh, is, is a good answer for this. Um, but, but Future Vision is the one where there's two main things that are going on. Uh, one is that at the beginning, Stephen is coming to terms with the fact that he's a crystal gem and what that means. So he is he he thinks that that means he can't be a kid anymore. So he's getting rid of all of his toys and mm-hmm. everything that he doesn't mm-hmm. uh, uh, want anymore. But then he has this conversation with Garnet where uh, she says she has something like cool um, that she can do, right? And and he under he he realizes and and we do too that she has this thing that she calls future vision. She can not see the future, but she can see many different possibilities. So then Stephen starts thinking about all his different possibilities and basically 
starts catastrophizing would be the right uh, term for it because he starts thinking of not every possible, he can't see every possible outcome like Garnet can, but he starts imagining different outcomes, but he starts focusing only on the negative ones. So then he becomes so scared that even at one point he, he's so afraid of getting hurt that even when he's eating pancakes, he, he's afraid to pick up the knife because he's afraid that something might happen to him. Um, so there's a conversation of catastrophizing, of anxiety, of the being afraid of things that aren't real and ruminating on the negative possibilities instead of also accepting that there are positive possibilities. And in my clinical training, I would, you know, we would look at like even the statistical probability, right? Because that's a fact. <laughs> Those are things that you can um, look at to, to kind of uh, steer away from, from that type of thinking. That comes like round uh, at the end where he, he starts thinking of himself being afraid and having this anxiety as being something that a crystal gem is not. He's going back to the question like, what am I supposed to be now that I'm a crystal gem? Not only am I not supposed to be a kid anymore, I, I can't be afraid because I'm a crystal gem now. Something is wrong with me. I'm not a, a proper crystal gem. And by the end, you know, he, he realizes like, I don't know what being a crystal gem is necessarily. And, and I don't know what that identity entails and what it, what it means entirely. But it doesn't mean that I'm not a kid anymore. And it doesn't mean that I, that I can't possibly be afraid. There's a lot that happens in, in those 10 minutes. So much. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> Plus, we learn about future vision, which then from that point on, we know about future vision. It's in like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which also <laughs> explains why Garnett was so good at playing that video game. Uh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> and why she was like caught in a trance. She, right. was, like, she, <laughs> she literally couldn't stop playing. <laughs> she was in a massive video game flow state uh, yep, right yep. there. Um, <laughs> wow, good answer, Hasway. Laura, you're right. I, I, I'm gonna say this to every, to everything. Um, Why didn't I pick that one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, do, do, do yours, Ali. Okay, I will. I will do mine. Um, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna s- sh- share the episode that it was the first episode that emotionally hit me hard, and I don't think it's one that people often talk about in these kind of lists but it's island adventure which is i I think the Mm. 30th episode and it's the one um uh which is probably uh you'll remember as the one where uh, the song be wherever you are comes from and it's uh basically what happens is uh lars sadie and steven end up on an island um all their own for a very long period of time and they're spending a lot of time together and lars and sadie are really kind of embracing their um their affection for one another and um you know steven uh, that that song is is about so many different things and it's about um kind of being yourself and the episode to me is about how much Sadie and Lars can be themselves in this environment where no one else is there and no one else is judging them or evaluating them and these characters are uh, as we see throughout the show Sadie and Lars are both so concerned with what other people think of them and they uh, and they also think they can't do certain things because people will judge them in a certain way or they always kind of talk themselves out of doing what they want to do. And that episode is so much about if you take all that away, like what would you do? And it's also kind of about mindfulness and being present. And that episode spoke to me in terms of a lot of issues that I struggled with 
at that age as well as a middle schooler and high schooler and trying to be a certain way, like hiding all the geeky interests I had and hiding my fears and trying to present myself as someone who had it all together when that was the last thing I I felt like. Um, It just really validated my entire middle school and most of my high school experience. So I love that episode for that reason. That's a good answer. And it's also the first time you see Sadie and Laura's kiss. Like, that's super sweet. Aww. Yeah. Lauren. Okay. All right. Um, one. You can't do like what the character is where you said every single character. It's one. one. It's so one hard. One episode. It's so hard. I have like four that I'm like, one. Which, one, which one is the best? Were you trying to like narrow it down by us hopefully oh taking God. some yeah, of those? Pretty much is what yeah. just happened there. I was like, maybe one of you, none of you guys even said, the, oh man. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's too many good ones. Um, okay. Picking, picking just one. I'm going to say my favorite episode is Mindful Education oh, <laughs> yes. with with the song Here Comes a Thought because it does a eerily good job of of bringing to life the the feelings of anxiety that that I deal with mm. and and seeing it um seeing Connie overcome her her feelings and then seeing Steven overcome his feelings and I'm, I'm getting a little teary right now thinking about this song mm-hmm. it's beautiful oh my gosh. it's beautiful it's such a good I've, song I've heard nothing but like I mean Josue was so excited when I texted him and said I finally saw the episode he's like finally we can talk about it <laughs> it's such a good song yeah yeah it it is it's a really good song it's a great episode the way the visuals really the story the characters the music come together with here comes a thought is so moving how all of that comes together right mm-hmm. the uh Connie Connie having a backpack that she's carrying um, baggage, mm-hmm. and it's full of these butterfly mm-hmm. things, and they're like rustling around inside. And then she she can't hold it in anymore, and it busts out of her. And I'm sobbing <laughs> on the couch <laughs> the fourth time I'm watching it. Like, and this show really gets me. Yeah, yeah, I love that episode. I also think it's like, and this will get to our next question, but I also think it's one of the best songs. Um, it is. It's like the yeah. longest song too. I think it's the first song I went to when the soundtrack finally came out. Right. Yeah. Why did and and so depending long? on depending on when you ask me, I'll probably say that that's my favorite episode too. Wow. Because like, I, I really thought that you. you were gonna say it, Josue. Well, I didn't because I mean, uh, I mean, you can go back in episodes, and I, I've brought up like here comes a thought so many times. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Because please. he's been trying please. to get at me to like watch so we can talk about it and how awesome it is, and I'm glad that you get to. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> yeah. that's true. Like, that's true. Like, yeah. That's like, yeah, it hits. I think, I think maybe for me, it's the same thing that you're talking about, uh, but like the guilt that she feels about what happened and, and the process. And like, it's like, oh, I've been there so many times. I can't. Yeah. Oh. And, and the fact that there is a children's show that talks about mindfulness yep. in the title of yep. the episode. Yep. And yeah. explains what, like, it's just a thought. Don't worry about it. Like, it'll pass. Like, that's amazing. It yeah. beautifully <laughs> explains mindfulness uh, and about acceptance and thoughts mm-hmm. are just thoughts. Um, it, it is so brilliant, so good. 
Oh my gosh. Some uh, some straight up geek therapy right there. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the episode that I was like, I could do a whole show about uh, about this show. <laughs> like, right? Mm-hmm. We should. We should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that episode. The last question I have for you all is probably the one that I wanted to discuss the most today, <laughs> which is <laughs> what is your favorite song here? And I think um, this probably strikes out Lauren and my uh, thing, but I, I, I think the favorite song has to be separate from your favorite episode just to make okay. a little bit more variety. So that takes away what, what you and I said. But um, <laughs> let, let's okay. start with Laura on this one. Laura, what would you say is your favorite favorite song? There are so many good songs. That one, have, pick uh, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to pick one. I'm only going to pick one. Let me finish. There are so many good songs that have so much meaning. But my favorite song, honestly, is Giant Woman. It's so so catchy. It's so catchy. And my wife has been playing it on the ukulele nonstop. So it's stuck in my head all the time. She sang a verse about giant kittens and then our cats fused and it was great. Um, (laughs) True story. True story. (laughs) um, But... I mean, there is still meaning in in that song, uh, but it's just a fun little song, and I love at the end where Steven's like riding on a goat, and it's just like, Meh. like, <laughs> sorry, um, Stephen Junior, Stephen Junior, yeah. Um, but just the fact that it's like talking about, um, you know, you may not like it, but just try it. You know, you guys may not get along, but if you work together, you could be really awesome and someone really cool. Um, and yeah, and it's happy and very, very catchy. Good. <laughs> I'm going to be singing it for months because that's how many times that. I've heard it. <laughs> Lauren, let's, let's go back to you. Uh, what would be your favorite song? I'm going to say my favorite song, excluding Here Comes a Thought, is the end credits song, oh. Love Like You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I picked a song that's in a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and is slowly revealed over many yes. episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And they do they do just like a piano for a long time as the end credits. It's so good. I love that song a lot. I listen to that one on Spotify a lot. <laughs> I think that song so summarizes what the show is about. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't sing, Lauren. Oh God, don't sing. <laughs> Josue, let's let's come to you. What's your favorite song here? Pick one, just one, Josue. Only one, Josue. Just one. So I'm glad you you said that this was the one you wanted to discuss the most because I don't we I don't think we talk about music enough. But mm-hmm. over time, I I try to always say like we're, when we're talking about video games and movies and things like that, I always try to say like, but music too, because there's something so powerful about music and and the way that you can take one one phrase one one lyric from a song completely out of context and it just means something to you in that moment and anyway i love music music is like i i always have headphones on like anyway i i love music more than you can imagine it, it's a it's an important part of my life so i think that that's one of the things that i love about about the show you know mm-hmm. that there's so much um cool catchy music like in like i love musicals too right? like yeah you just give me a musical number i've been watching bollywood movies lately i love that mm-hmm. like just give me yeah. a give me a song in the middle of a fight scene <laughs> and, I, and i'll be that's very bollywood happy. yeah that's like most of bollywood 
Yep. L- Laura and I have had gaming sessions where, I mean, the best ones are when we're singing silly <laughs> songs about what's happening. It's a, To the tune of real songs yeah, and like yeah, Disney movies. Course. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, so great. yeah. <laughs> you both need to release that as a B-side to the podcast. Yes, please. We need to start recording uh, music. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this shouldn't come as a surprise. My favorite song is also Giant Woman. Yeah. Because uh, Laura and I are the same person. Now, the, we are. The, but my reasons are... Oh my God, are, can we fuse? Oh, if, if we fused, it wouldn't be... I don't, I don't know. It'd be like just, You'd I don't just know. still be each other. Like. Yeah, it would be like from one angle, you look at it, it's like, is that Laura? Is that Josue? Is like, is that, it's who? just the two of you wearing yeah. a really wide sweater. Probably. <laughs> just a joint twins, yeah. Would your name be Hosara or Larsway? I don't know. Yeah. We, we'd come up with something cool. They have a whole cool. new name. Yeah, okay, we'd have a whole new name. name. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the reasons why I like the song. One is that what, I think that's the point, that it's it sealed the deal for me. I was like, I love this show. Like, this show is incredible. I am on board for anything that happens from here on out. Like, that moment. And I couldn't get that song out of my head. But the reason why I, I love the, the song itself, like, uh, what it's talking about, is it's a, rep- it, it's, it's a clear representation of what I was talking about before. He is so excited about the idea of a fusion that he's never seen before. He's like, please, all I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman. Please. I'm going <laughs> to sing a song. I'm going to nag you about it forever. Okay, until I see this, please, please, please. And I that's just, like, I just want to see it. I, I want to be the one it. who sees it. <laughs> I need to see this. Like, I want to. You have no idea how excited I am right now about that. And that is, that is like, that is me. That is like what I love about the character, um, the part that I most relate to. And, and yeah, imagine, like, imagine if he sang a song about everything he was excited about. Like, it was, episodes couldn't be 10 minutes long. <laughs> but yeah, so Giant Woman is my, is my favorite song. Okay. I I'm gonna start by saying if I could pick a non-song that would be fa- my favorite. Uh, What's a non-song? A non-song is "Lonely Rolling Star" by Ivy and Sarushu, who are the uh, the composers um, of the show. Uh, the play tunes music, how it just like you're talking score, the sc- not yeah the song. the score okay. like it talking music versus song, music yeah. versus yeah. song. Yes, thank yeah. you. It like. It so takes me back to my childhood playing all these Nintendo games, and yet it's still, like, fresh and new. Oh, I love it. But um, to pick a song from the show, um, I want to say Cookie Cat because that's the one I sing the most, and it's, like, the only, like, rapping song in all of Steven Universe. They need a lot more rap. Um, no. The Garnet song. The mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Jailbreak. Yeah. No, you're right. This you're is right. Garnet back together. You're right. Ne- you're right. We're never going down at the hands of the likes of you. <laughs> you're right. Because we're so much better. I I, I <laughs> stand corrected. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, you're totally right. No, I don't know all of the words to all of these songs. <laughs> Shut up, you guys. <laughs> no, not you. Not me. Uh, we're, after we're done recording this, we're going to do our Steven Universe karaoke hour. And it's going to yes. be amazing. Um, my favorite song is the jam song. Um, oh, I was thinking of that one. I love this song. To me, it's, it's so, good. so it's fu- it's the song that when I listen to it, it just puts a smile on my face because it's in some ways just about like jam that you put on bread, <laughs> but it's also about friendship, sharing, and together creating something new which i think is such a theme of the show um it just makes me so happy uh the sun is bright our shirts are clean 
We're sitting here above the sea. Come on and share the jam with me. I love it. I could sing it all day. Um, Peach or plum or strawberry, any kind is fine, you see. Come, come on, on and share, share this, this jam, jam with me. me. So good. <laughs> I know, it's so good. <laughs> um, so that would be my favorite. But um, you know what, Josue? I, I, I would really love to hear our listeners' favorite songs and favorite episodes. If there's only a way where they could submit like their favorites, a comment or maybe even a question. Is there anything like that? I'm never saying it again. It's up to you. You do this. <laughs> uh, Lauren, do you know of a place where people can submit their questions? I request and hope that our listeners will heed my cries. Please, please send us your questions to geektherapy.com forward slash QQ. And that is the letter Q followed by the letter Q. That is our question Q where we will hopefully get questions to answer. Nice. It is a great place to go and submit your questions. We should make a song about the question queue. <laughs> okay, let's brainstorm it. We're sitting After. here and <laughs> podcasting. We'd love to hear your questions, so come on and su- submit to the commish question queue. The commish? <laughs> the, I, it's it's, a, it's the late. Commish. It's late. It's, uh, that's a lot of syllables we got to fit in there. <laughs> Uh, but this has been a ton of fun um, having our first uh, Stephen Baum episode. Um, ah, we I only have wait to wait to, like, four and a more. half more years until the next one. <laughs> because now we're on hiatus. Now we're on hiatus. <laughs> oh, no. If you saw the episodes that you haven't seen the shorts, just know that there's a little bit extra out there. Wait, what? I haven't mm-hmm. found those. And games. Yeah. What? There's minisodes. There's minisodes. So I think there's about 10, 10 of them maybe. What? Yeah, they're yeah, mini episodes. Yeah, they're uh, Peridot logs, right? Um, there's a there's a few different um, that they've done over the years, and you can you can get them as uh, mini-sode collections. Uh, and then there's the games also. And the comics. There's the comics. There's, of course, the soundtrack. There's the... What am I forgetting? The the podcast. The we podcast, that's earlier, what I was thinking. Yep, yep, isn't yep, there yep, like the a blog, podcast. too? An official blog or something? Maybe there's probably a Tumblr, an official Tumblr somewhere. There's a there's a couple of books. There's an art book mm-hmm. that's really really cool. There's a uh, a book version of the episode The Answer, which is very cute. Oh. And there's a book that is I'm gonna probably mess up the title, but it's something like um, Fusion, f- the Beginners and oh, Gosh, I'm stumbling over this. It's a it's a cute little storybook about fusion and. It's very cute. It's beautiful art. Well, I just want to wrap up by saying thank you to to you, Lauren and Josue, for introducing just such um, such a beautiful show that has brought me so much happiness over the last two months. Um, Peer pressure is awesome. <laughs> Peer pressure works, everybody. You heard it here. <laughs> there you if go. Your friends won't do stuff that you want them to do. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. <laughs> yep, put that pressure on. Yep. As long as it's stuff like Steven Universe, I, I support that message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and thank you, Ali, for taking the reins this week and for uh, r- r- running the show. Anytime, Osway. If people want more Geek Therapy, you can go to geektherapy.com. Uh, check out our other podcasts, see older episodes um, of GT Radio. And you can reach us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. 
um, each of us individually on Twitter are at Alima2, at Geek Therapist for Lara, at Chicken Dinosaur for Lauren, and I'm at Josue Cardona. Uh, again, any questions or comments, you can send them uh, on Twitter. You can just post on our post on Facebook, on social media, anywhere. Email us, hello at Geek Therapy, or use the question queue, geektherapy.com slash QQ. Please let us know what is your either favorite episode or favorite song. Just give us some, let's just keep the Steven Universe love going. And if you peer pressure us into starting a geek therapy show, I'm not saying that that might not work. <laughs> um, it's like, our, <laughs> Laura, how many times have I talked about the Disney show? I know. What are we? What am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just things I want to do. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to, we need to control need yourself to, this way. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if any of our listeners start watching Steven Universe because of this episode, I would really like to hear hear about your experience. Please, please message me on Twitter. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry for spoiling it. We did, well, we did spoil a lot, actually. <laughs> tons and tons. Did we? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Bye. He's a frozen treat with an all-new taste because he came to this planet from outer space. A refugee. You just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.